From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Exodus 35, Vayakhel, the gift of giving. In this week's portion of the Torah, Moshe assembled the entire assembly of the children of Israel and told them of the opportunity to bring gifts of materials and skills that were needed to build the Mishkan and its vessels. This is stated as a command for those whose hearts motivated them to contribute. These gifts were to build and furnish the physical place where God would reveal His presence. At the time this command was given, these donations were the actual physical contributions that were offered. Today, these donations refer to the spiritual endeavors we do that will lead to the revelation of Hashem's presence to us now. When the gifts of gold were given, the Torah says that they were raised up. The actual item that was acquired, such as dyes, wool, linen, goat hair, skins, acacia wood, spices, oil, precious stones and such, were brought. The labors were done, and the donations of silver or copper were separated. Each of these acts represents one level of our possible service to Hashem. Labor, obviously, represents our deeds. We must do what needs to be done to serve Hashem. This is not merely referring to the deeds that are required to build the Mishkan, but also the deeds that are necessary to fulfill all the mitzvot and the needs of the community. For us, this means that today, Hashem has inspired the hearts of certain people with wisdom, or He has motivated them to contribute and bring their free will offerings, and to bring any of the work that Hashem has commanded. The point is that the work of building the Mishkan is ongoing. It is by our free will donations of our labor that this aspect of His dwelling place is revealed still to this day. We can also learn here about the nature of spiritual service. We saw that the donations of gold are elevated, while the donations of silver are merely separated. Why the difference? It is because man is more attached to gold than to silver. It is more precious to him. So when he gives it, it is actually elevated. But when silver, which is more common, is given, it is merely put to the side, separated, designated for the service. Gold stands for fear. Silver stands for love. We see from this that ultimately fear of God is greater than love of God. Why is this? Because if you serve someone out of love, you'll do whatever he wants because you love serving him. But at times, even though you still love him, you can be lazy and put off that service. However, if you fear someone, you're going to do what he wants, whether you want to or not. No matter what, you will try to fulfill his wishes. In the end, we will see that the highest of the highs is fear of God, which is awe, but also we will find love included within. Giving, doing, and reaching. 
Remember, the Mishkan was the physical enactment of our spiritual practices. God gave us the Mishkan as a place where we could do something to attain the spiritual heights that our souls so deeply long for. Today, prayer stands in for the service of the Mishkan. But still, we learn from the Mishkan's construction how we are to guide our lives. Not only was the Mishkan's construction a physical enactment of our spiritual service then, but even today we are to learn from each of its details. Prayer is not the only essential aspect of spiritual service today. So is reaching out to help our fellow man. The help we give to others is both physically and spiritually essential, not only to the people we help, but to ourselves too. Regarding the donations for the Mishkan, the Torah says, Every man whose heart inspired him came, and everyone whose spirit motivated him brought the portions of Hashem for the work of the Tent of Meeting, for all of its labor, and for the sacred vestments. The Orachayim explains the difference between these two types of givers. He says that the ones whose spirit motivated them did not have much to give, but still they gave what they could. They gave without pain. This means that even though they did not have much, still they gave and it did not bother them to give. This could also mean that they did not give when it bothered them. The second type of givers and doers were the ones whose hearts inspired them to give. This means that they gave even more than they had to give. How can one possibly give more than they have? The Hebrew word for inspired here actually means that their hearts were picked up. The hearts picked them up to give beyond their means. Then, after they gave, the deeds picked them up, spiritually raising them to a height that should have been beyond their means. The same principle applies in all spiritual striving. For instance, when reaching out to help people, there are those who do not have much to give, but still they give what they can, until the point that it begins to be a bother. And there are those who give of themselves even beyond what they have to give. How can this be? How can you give what you do not have? Your hearts pick you up. Spiritual practice must reach in three directions. One, first we must reach in. We should look deeply inside and try to understand just what we are. We should try to understand the nature of the self. Two, when you succeed in reaching in, you will immediately reach up. You will want to learn about your Creator, the one who fills you and puts you here. You will want to know what He wants from you. And third, when you succeed to some degree in reaching up, you will immediately reach out. You understand what you are and what your relationship to the Creator is, and you will also see your true relationship to your fellow man. When this reaching becomes your main priority, you will reach in all three directions way beyond your means. Your heart will carry you there. There is one dot com.